Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2021? will be the year to rediscover the outdoors mid-america rv is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers fifth wheels teardrops and toy haulers they have the right size rv for any vehicle all covered by their exclusive rv warranty forever game days remote work getaways and family vacations are all better in an rv from mid-america rv experience travel like you never have before find out more at mid-america rv com St. Patty's Day has come and gone. Mellow Shamrock, no more. Two guys, 20 at Manscaped, took care of it. That's the num the word, 2, T-W-O-G-U-Y-S, then the number 20. Two guys, 20, saves you 20% off at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. In the spirit of March Madness, your balls will thank you. But I want to thank someone, if I can, to start the show today. Uh, last weekend, we were in Kansas City, and I decided to do something impulsive. Not really, not impulsive. Something crazy. Decided to do something crazy. So I got engaged thanks to the help of my two best friends, Mello and Paige, who uh, very uh, discreetly photographed and videoed the entire thing. So that was amazing. You guys are incomparable. One final thank you to Andrew Magnuson, who drove up from Oklahoma City to Kansas City to hang out with us. He had no idea what was going on, and he's just like, I'm caught in an engagement now. But also, one great thing that Mags did. He left his Boulevard Wheat 100 in the back of Big oh, Country's car. Oh, no! And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to drink your beer, Mags. We love you. Thanks, it's buddy. Great to see you. Oh, man. Always appreciated. If I would have known, I would have grabbed a fling. This beer is so good. So good, by the way. Can't, yeah. Can't, like, getting engaged was cool. This beer was the highlight of my weekend. I'm the, joking. I'm joking. She listens. I'm with Paige. Like, those flings that we had are yes. fantastic. And I had They're not tried them before. cocktails in a can. They Do were it. so good. Recommend, what was it called? The Whiskey Mule? Yep. Is that no. what we had? Those were 11 dangerous. 11% alcohol. Yeah. After four yeah. of them, even I was starting to feel <laughs> Okay, so that's all I wanted to talk about today. I'm good. What else is going on? Um, I think well, that's first it. Of all, Thanks for joining us again. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that we wanted to talk about. Actually, that Matt got engaged, and a lot of people were surprised. Like I had people like in my family text me and be like, "But I thought Matt said he wasn't getting married and like all this stuff." That. And I was like, "He did say that, but that's what happens. That this is a true testament to never say never because it will backfire." So this is more like when the Arizona Cardinals were like, "Josh Rosen's our guy." Knowing all along they were drafting Kyler Murray. Like, it's more like that. I mean, okay. You know, we all. It's easy to say one thing and totally know you're lying when you say that you're never going to do it again. Even I think last week on radio, like, I knew I was going to propose that week. And I'm pretty sure I talked shit about marriage three of the <laughs> days I was on. I was like, who would do that? Not me. Oh. <laughs> the, Mel, yeah, Mellow's, Mellow's next. So, very excited about that. But, um, guys. It's been a big week in terms of NFL news. There has been so much going on. It's kind of hard to keep up. A lot of free agency news. I kind of just want to know what you guys think is the best signing so far. And if you go with something the Patriots have done, I'm going to be really upset. Well, I was going to go with not something the Patriots have done, but all the things the Patriots have done. 14 starters they have signed, if you count Cam Newton. And only one of those players, Jalen Mills, has a, a salary more than $1 million in 2021. Let me say that again. 14 starters. 13 of them have a salary of $1 million this year. 
How the fuck, Bill Belichick? <laughs> I don't know. But Did that he? is amazing. Everybody, and that's the problem with NFL Freaks. Sorry, Paige. Everyone okay? looks at the numbers that the agents give people like us in the media to be like, Trent Williams, six years, $7 million a minute. No, it's a three-year deal worth about $40 million. So the Patriots have broken that math and said, agents can tell Ian Rappaport whatever they want. He can be wrong. It is a essentially $1 million for 2021. If you're good, we keep you. So I love what the Patriots have done. They're once again playing chess while everyone else tries to figure out where to put the things on the board. Do you care to elaborate on that? Like, how does that contract work out to where it's only, like you said with Trent Williams, like it's not six years, right? 138. What so do you mean? with Trent Williams, your favorite term, voidable years. So there is a team option for the final three years of Trent Williams' contract. What the Patriots are doing is saying, let's sign, uh, pick a player, uh, Hunter Henry. I think Jimmy Hunter Henry Garoppolo. signed. Right. Yeah, I wish. Any player? Okay. So the way the Patriots are doing it, though, is they're signing these guys and saying, this year, your your salary is $1 million. There will be bonuses and escalators to where you could make more this year. Mm-hmm. And your signing bonus is obviously more because that's guaranteed money. But your what you're on the book for this year, $1 million salary. And then 2022, when guess what? The cap, I know they say it's going to be flat. I don't believe that. Cap's going to go up. money. Did you say TV money that came in today? Mm-hmm. Like $10 billion in TV yeah. money today. Great to be an ESPN employee, by the way. And I had to get that in there. And so the, uh. what the Patriots could do, Mello, is take that money and say, we're just going to pay it to you down the road. It's like a Bobby Bonilla thing, basically. We're going to spread this out. Backload it. spread out over basically. a long time. Backload it. Not quite Bobby Bonilla, but yeah. just backload it. Well, Speaking of baseball references, um, did they hire Billy Bean? Is this like the Moneyball version of football right now? Because he did leave the A's to do something else in tech. But I feel like leave it to Bill Belichick to have him sitting in a room at the Patriots facility just like figuring this stuff out for them. He probably brought like over his form. His tech job was he brought his laptop. Right? Yeah. He's like, this is how we did it. Go sign a shitty first baseman and lose Jason Giambi. Let's see how that works out for you. No oh, favorite really? free agent signing. My favorite free agent signing, Trent Williams, because the Kansas City Chiefs did not give him all that money to a 32-year-old left tackle. Great left tackle, didn't want to pay him for that long. Whatever. No offense. Um, I, no, I actually curious. agree with that. I know, I know. Um, I was kind of curious what you guys think in terms of, like, was there anything that you noticed that kind of would give draft implications of, like, what teams are thinking and what spots they've filled in free agency that they – maybe would have tried to in the draft? I do think like you can look at Kansas City and the fact that they got Joe Tooney and Kyle Long, but they made a run at Trent Williams. So they obviously don't have their left tackle on the roster. That we know. I think you can look at the New York Jets. They signed Carl Lawson, which tells us they probably don't love the edge class because they have picked number 23. So you could assume one edge one, two, or three is probably going to be on the board at that spot. So the Jets probably don't love the edge rusher class with the way they attacked free agency I think, you know, the Patriots model is just so different from what anyone else is doing right now. But I think the other curious factor, we're sitting here at 418 Central Time on Thursday. Kenny Galladay has not signed and Juju Smith-Schuster have not signed. So I think we're also seeing that teams don't see these wide receivers as as good as their fan bases thought they were. And I know people got so mad at me when I was like, bet you 20 bucks Juju goes to one of the New York teams. People are like, no, he's going to... The, the Raiders or this team. It's like, guess what? Juju was good two years ago. He's slow and he's a diva. There's not a market for that. There's just not. And I, guess who, who's meeting with today? 
the fucking Jets. Jets. Well, there, and there's not much of a market for any of these receivers. We just haven't seen any of them sign. I think that the dollar amount is going to have to just drop drastically for what they wanted. I, it's just a it's a really bad year to be a receiver in the free agent market. Do you think that's because people are overvaluing quarterbacks in the league right now? I think it's because they are starting to properly value the wide receiver position. I got asked this question earlier when okay. I was on radio. I think Melo heard my answer. I think that they're looking at wide receivers now and saying DK Metcalf was a second round pick. AJ Brown was a second round pick. Michael Thomas was a second round pick. Gotcha. Nuke was a late first round pick. So you don't have to draft a wide receiver early unless they're Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson. That's a little different. But you're looking at it instead of saying like, okay, we don't have to draft it early. And also, Kenny Galladay's 28 years old. He played five games last year and he has a hip injury. Like, those are risk. There are, those are three risk factors with Kenny Galladay. And I know he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons before that, but you worry about that. Like, this guy's 28, hitting free agency, coming off a major injury, and the Lions, who are one of the shittiest teams in football, didn't want him. So it's kind of like when someone breaks up with a girl, and it's like, okay, why? If he didn't want her, like, why should you? And, and the Lions don't have, like, any receivers right. coming back. So I, I'm with you. It is a little questionable there. I thought I saw he was rumored to the Giants. I don't know if that's official yet, but it seemed like those They're deals meeting were... tonight. He met with the Bears per Adam Schefter. And here's yeah. the thing about the Bears. If they get Kenny Galladay, do they trade Allen Robinson? They tagged him. I don't know if Allen Robinson wants to play there, so they might want to try to do something with him. And also, we... uh, Mitchell Trubisky signed today. That was a good one. Uh, uh, the Bills. The we... Bills. We also have to just send our condolences to Bears fans for the fact that they really thought they were getting Russell Wilson and ended up with Andy The Wilson. Red Rifle, baby. I know he hates that nickname. Here's my Mitch Trubisky take. This is really smart by him because I think he could have gone somewhere like San Francisco and been the best quarterback on the roster. Let's go Joe Flacco. But instead, going to Buffalo, he's going to team up with Brian Dable. Brian Dable will be an NFL head coach next year. Yep. So, like, why not entrench yourself with a guy who's mm-hmm. about to be a head coach somewhere? Where do head coaches usually get hired? Teams without a quarterback. So, this is smart. It's very smart for Mitchell Trubisky. I want to give him a lot of credit for this move. Yeah. I, I didn't think of it that way. Deal kind smart. of just happened for us. But to Fair. tie yourself with Brian Dable, who can probably make you a better quarterback, and then also maybe setting yourself up for next year – is going to be huge for him as well. Can I bring up something completely off topic? I'm a little. Is it your cardigan from Banana Republic? You like it? I'm a little like all over the place today. You had a coffee today. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. He's like, hey, can I, guys, can, can I talk about this? And Mel's like, all right, sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not in my University hit. of Arizona basketball jersey. Uh, <laughs> is that really what it was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the only sure. basketball jersey I own, okay? I don't know what you want me to what's, say. What's, yeah. what's the number on it? 25, Steve Kerr. Oh, okay. Steve oh, cool Kerr, national okay. champion. I did want to talk about wardrobe. Look at if you're watching on YouTube today, Mello is in a very nice short sleeve chambray button up. Looks good. Brings up the blue in his eyes. I am in a long sleeve dress shirt and a cardigan. We are sitting side by side. The climate is no different where you are versus where I am. Is is that what you wore on ESPN since you were on there before? Is that why you wanted to bring this up so we no, could mention that you were I on ESPN today? Actually, was he? I can't wear a cardigan on there. It's a pullover. I can't oh. do that. You have to wear a suit jacket. So no. But it's just funny because thing. we look like we're in two completely different. <laughs> just put a line in the right middle. It's pouring rain outside, and I'm wearing this jersey for this episode <laughs> because I. It's the only day I can't wear it tomorrow. I feel bad because that's officially the start of the tournament. I know tonight yep. are some games, but when you're listening to it, I guess it's today. 
Um, Paige, do you think Arizona is going to make a huge run in the tournament? I hate you so much. I hate you oh, that's so right. much. Shoot, I forgot. That's so right. Right. Hey, what about Duke? Yeah, like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> neither of your teams. Are I don't in the know tournament. what's better to like be there because you're on violation or miss out not, because you just missed viol- out. <laughs> we cho- hey, we chose not. Oh, to be that's there. right. Okay, yeah, we chose yeah, yeah. not because we weren't invited and we would have been invited. Self-band. We chose. Okay. <laughs> right? Speaking of you guys. March Madness is back after like 708 days of not having a tournament. We have a tournament. I am so excited. I can't even explain to you guys how excited I am. So um, we're going to do a little bracket busters predictions. Does everyone have a team that they uh, are thinking are going to? I know Matt's the expert. Does it have to be a high-seated team? No, 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 no. No, it does not. I do have have a lot of papers over here. I have one online, on the line. I'll bring it up. Okay, my bracket online. buster team, and yes. I've been, if you listen to Mike'd Up every uh, day from two to four, except for now because the tournament, uh, I have been singing the praises of one team, and I believe that they will be the upset team this year. Are you ready? Yes. Ohio Bobcats. This is my team. I have okay. them I have them <laughs> winning in round one. I have them beating Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Virginia's not for lovers at all. Okay. I think Ohio... Ohio's team is going to make a run. I really believe this. Jason Preston, my guy, Miller, hears me talk about him all the time, averaging nearly a triple-double. And I think Virginia is, they're still, like, Virginia's the team that they they should have been a one seed, right? But they're a four seed. And so I just feel like they're going to look at this and be like, the Clippers in the bubble last year. It's going to be the same thing of like, man, I don't even want to fucking be here. Like, we're, we deserve so much better than this. I don't even want to be here. That's Virginia in the tournament. So Ohio is my bracket buster. Right. Or my bracket could be busted Buy that, yeah. Could go either way. Mello, who's your bracket buster? I'm going with Georgetown. I like the feel of the Patrick Ewing yeah, story. Yes. I like 12, the team. Five. I like the team that's also heating up. I know they had an up and down season. They're a 12 seed, but also you have to pick a 12-5 up seat upset. I, I think they can win two, three games here in the tournament, though. They uh, the way that it lays out for them. Florida State. We'll see what happens if they get to the second round. Colorado. I think they're a good team, but I'm buying into the story, and I want I want to see Georgetown advance. And what the hell? I'll bet on it. Let's go for it. Ooh. I like it. I have the. I have. I think Creighton is terrible. Um, I have Georgetown winning that game. Well, they play. They Colorado. play. Never mind. Who's Creighton play? I have them losing. They're gonna play UCSB. That is UCSB an upset winning. pick. That that's one of my biggest upset picks because there's always a five twelve, and I think that's the best option for a five twelve. Can I say? I want to say one thing very yes. quickly. Before I, I get my bracket buster. I know almost nothing about college basketball, and my least favorite thing right now is that all of us who know nothing about college basketball are like, well, there's always a twelve five. Like that's our thing. I can throw that. That's out our there. thing. Like, I know we that. don't know shit, but we know there's always a twelve five. Mm-hmm. So that's all right. That's all I got. Well, my bracket buster is going to be North Texas because I am picking them to upset Purdue because the odds are in the favor of a four thirteen upset because there hasn't been one in quite some time. But <laughs> historically, it is a significant. Matchup and it does happen, so I'm taking the Mean Green, Who do they even play? North Texas, Purdue, and I. Oh, yeah. I Purdue yeah. sucks anyway. So Purdue's a, upset me in the tournament before, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? It happens. So I do watch college basketball, and that's the one that I'm taking just because I think the other ones are a tough, tough sell. Um, but yeah, no, I'm proud of you guys for like making brackets and and doing all of this stuff. Yeah. I am gonna quiz you guys in a little bit on things. Um, and see if we can teach you guys maybe what? some some fun facts about the tournament. 
then maybe this is part of the quiz. I don't know because we haven't seen the questions. Who do you have winning? And you're like in. I know you probably have thirteen brackets in your in your one no. bracket you love. Who do you have? Winning? I have three. Okay. Mine's a surprise though. If I could go first. Go first. Little school out of the West Coast. Tiny little conference. Nobody's heard about them. Their name's Gonzaga. Is I think I'm pronouncing that correct. The, the dogs. I have them winning the tournament. Nobody knows about these guys. Huge sleeper team. Like I said, West Coast, small conference. I think they're winning it all. <laughs> I think they lost a lot of games this year. Right. Probably. Probably. Actually, Page. so I one of my biggest pet peeves about March Madness is that everyone makes a bunch of brackets. Mm-hmm. I use the same bracket for every bracket thing that I am in. No, they uh, do not I change. Love that. Because I, love that about I you. feel like you need to just go with your gut. And like Paige I feel like it's loyal. Cheating. Because very you'll, loyal. You'll go to work with that guy and be like, oh yeah, I picked that upset. Oh, did you, Fred? You had 14 fucking Team brackets. <laughs> right. yeah, so of course, one, of course right? you did in one of your ten. Yeah. So I actually use the same bracket for all of mine. Um, but I think we should do final four predictions. Do you guys have your brackets? Yep. Uh, yep. Okay, be able to tell. Yep. Okay. Uh, mine, Gonzaga versus Michigan, and then Baylor against Oklahoma State. I have Michigan and Oklahoma State advancing with the Wolverines winning the championship. So you picked that small school from the West Coast. As that well. school up north. That school up north. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I picked. Uh, my final four is very similar, actually, and it's weird because I went Gonzaga and Texas for the final four with Gonzaga advancing, and then oh. Baylor and Oklahoma State with Baylor advancing, but I will tell you, I really like Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham is going to go off uh, and solidify himself first overall pick. I know like seven names. <laughs> so He's going to throw them that all will, at us. That will help you on the quiz, okay, guys? Oh, um, shit. All right, guys. I'm going to upset a lot of people by my final four picks because it is chalk everywhere else except for the East. And in the East, there are three schools that are, actually four schools, that are really Mm -hmm. big football schools. And when I was going through the East, I was like, you know, I like Texas. I got to watch them in person in Kansas City. Um, You know, Alabama is kind of favored to, to be the one to come out of there because Michigan is banged up. But then there's an eight seed that should not be an eight seed and is sneaky and they made it to the point where they were playing Texas in my bracket. And I went, the last time LSU and Texas played, <laughs> I went with LSU. So I put LSU in my final four as an eight seed. I but like I that. have, my national champion is Gonzaga. So I win a lot of chalk. I don't think we're going to see a lot of upsets this year. I, no, I I, outside the first round, I think that'll be the most exciting part of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I kind of think the same. I wouldn't bet many of these upsets. If I were, if I were outside of you know, a better state where I could actually put money on this thing, I would go probably all chalk. Well, I think we saw that. We've seen a lot of things. I mean, the NBA bubble. Like, COVID has just affected so many things. And where I know you and I had the conversation about Iowa and, and Gonzaga. Maybe you go with more of like a veteran-laden team because they have been through some things together. They have that chemistry. That's, one reason, that's the reason I picked Michigan because I think Jawan Howard is maybe the best – not he's not the best coach in the country. I'm not dumb. He might be the best coach in the country right now, and especially like when you're willing to throw hands with people, and your team sees that and they rally around it. So I love that. He's got some really good players on that team too. That yeah. freshman big guy that they have, 
Uh, I like Michigan a lot. I won't pretend I know all the names of these players. Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Jordan <laughs> Howard. I saw uh, Jalen Rose has his, I guess it's a radio show. Yeah. He had Jawan Howard on there earlier, and I say, like, oh, that's a, that's a great matchup. I love seeing these guys talk again. They don't get C-Web yeah. in there. Uh, Michigan <laughs> has an injured... On Michigan has an injured players. An injured player, Livers, is his name. But <laughs> I would... I, that's why I did not pick them, is because injury, I think, sometimes is, is tough. But also the other part that we're not factoring in is that... Like, a lot of t- – I guess I sort of factored it in when I looked at my bracket. Like, a lot of times, like, especially with the Gonzaga, um, they've been a one seed before. You know, they've been hyped, and every year no one is like, hey, they're actually going to do it. But I think because they don't have to travel as far, and they always get, like, the shitty end of the stick in terms of traveling, that I think this is the year that they, like, put all the pieces oh, that's together. that's a good point. They're together yeah. and in a bubble. Like, they – I think that factors in, and also, I mean – as much as I hate to admit this, Mark Few is one of the best, if not the best coach in college basketball right now, in my opinion, um, in terms of how much he cares about his players and just the way that Gonzaga has done things. Um, I mean, their best player on their team this year, Suggs, is their highest recruit they've ever gotten. And they've been relevant for a decent amount of time. Okay. So I do think that this is the year they sort of put all those pieces to of the puzzle together. And even though it pains me that a West Coast team is going to win before Arizona does again, I have to say I think the Zags really do end up making it all happen. But, um, Melo... I love, sorry, I love that it's free agent week and we've spent more time on the bracket. That's Paige's fault. Sorry, that's my fault. I could, like, nerd out about every free agent signing, but I'm, you know what? I gave you every opportunity. So, I give you every the opportunity. The coffee just had you going everywhere. Right? The coffee. It's going to wear off. got here. The beer is yeah, going to kick gonna in. I'm going to fall asleep. So, something that also happened last weekend that we haven't discussed yet, but quite a stir was caused after recording our last episode because I agreed to March. a March matchup that is going to be run by Matt and Mello. Um, do you want to explain to the people what this is and how it's all going to go down now, Mello? I might need a minute because you told me to be serious. <laughs> I did. So, I told you to take it seriously. <clears throat> I'm just running hands, through the jokes in my head. We're me asking for a, a Chiron at the bottom that says March matchup. Maybe fireworks. Can do that for you. Yeah, that's what that's. He knew what I was asking for with that. In a heart um, shape. I'm excited about this. I don't know if Paige is. And holy hell. <laughs> I am. Uh, I know we talked about it, what was it, like a week ago? Like, hey, we should do this. It would be fun content. Yeah, we're like, sure. The overwhelming number of resumes that were sent in. And I love the ones that were like, you guys serious? Like, you just trolled me. Like, here's my resume. I hope this isn't a joke and you're just going to laugh at me. It's not a joke. We are. We are actually doing this. Uh, We are going to find Paige Love. Uh, Paige and I both huge fans of The Bachelor. We figured, why not do it? Uh, so we will have those winners announced. We're going to do our final four. We're going to announce them right here on the show, March 29th. And then we're going to narrow it down with some very special uh, guests helping us out along the way. April 2nd for our final two. And then Paige will get the final decision, handing out her rose on April 5th. Okay, one thing. I thought that said March Madness, and I was like, I didn't, is that when the tournament ends? It's it a is long not. tournament. Uh, secondarily, we're cutting this from like 700 people to four. You're welcome. I have a list. <laughs> I haven't even looked yet. People have been, a, lit- and I told you guys, like, 
please put in the tweet not to DM me because so many people DM'd me and I was like, I, this is a little overwhelming. And also like my friends and family, like I told Matt and Mo this, the next day I get a, a FaceTime call from my brother at college. He's like, I went to bed early last night and I wake up and you're the bachelorette. What's happening? Like, <laughs> yes. and my friend group chats were like, why don't we get a say in this? I want to be a part of this. And of course, Kat. your idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they do get a say in this, so shout out the girls' room. They're going to be a part of this. One of my friend groups, they are going to look at me. Unless they don't follow me. Yeah. I Um, will tell them all to follow you. I'm going to write scouting reports for the final four. Uh, Buddy, I have numbers attached to names in a spreadsheet. Okay. I don't know if that's appropriate of me to do or not. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to do it. Like, I could assign grades, I guess, but, like... You're getting a one to ten number rating with some notes. Man, I want this leaked. I want this leaked so bad. Is this a... It's shareable. Actually, right. Right there. (laughs) Great. I, yeah, no, I'm excited and I hope people (laughs) are actually taking it seriously and are real (laughs) prospects. But I'm not even, I'm not even looking at the rundown anymore. I've moved on. You moved on to looking at prospects for me. So, yeah, that is what the rundown is. If you have any questions, please reach out to Mello because I. No, don't fucking DM me about it. Two guys, a girl pod. Do it right there. Two guys, a girl pod. (laughs) Yeah. I accidentally, because I have the password to that account, obviously, and I like accidentally was like, why do I have so many DMs? And I like clicked it and I was like, oh, wait, that's not my account. That's the two guys, a girl one. So. I appreciate the support. I honestly thought maybe five people would send stuff in, so that's really sweet of you all. I'm very flattered. This is going to be like a Zoom thing too, right? Yeah, so I think the final person will get like a Zoom (laughs) date, and I'm thinking that to give some people some content for this and maybe start off the date with like questions that you guys have or people that want to send in questions maybe from the podcast, and I'll ask them and record that version of the Zoom date maybe and then stop recording so it's not as awkward. But I feel like I have to give some form of content from the date to everyone on the pod. So we'll figure that out as we get there and also what that person's comfortable with. But if they're putting themselves out there to date me, then I feel like they need down. DMs so they know we are going to be reading it. You gotta be pretty comfortable with a lot of shit. There is an overwhelming favorite in my opinion. Really? I mean, I'm five minutes into this. I don't wanna act like an expert like I do with college basketball, but there's, There's I have, I have favorite. a favorite, and Matt has also selected that same person. Yeah, he is. Can we bet on this? He is definitely the favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Betting lines will be open. Check the spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm very curious to see. Me, I have to um, peek up over to get back in. <laughs> Maybe we should right. take a break and come yeah, back we with should. some trivia. Let's do that. All right, guys, we are back, and we are going to do some fun trivia. I thought it would be fun to put Matt and Mello to the test about some fun facts of the NCAA tournament. Now, they have requested that this is a multiple choice uh, quiz, but also we tweeted about this earlier and Matt said, do not pick him to win, but I I feel like there's equal opportunity for you guys to succeed here. He's been alive longer. Is it, yeah, thanks. Is it like who answers first wins or who gets, like, how does this work? Do we have whiteboards? Do we have to write our answer down? I mean, you guys, you guys can just say it if you know the answer. Okay, and whoever says it first will win. If neither of you get it, I'll eliminate one of the choices and you have a 50-50 shot. It's like the Hunger Games. Yes, the NCAA Hunger Games. I like that idea. Are we ready? She ever brought a knife. So your first question is, what is the- (laughs) Arizona. No. Okay, try again. What is the lowest seed to ever win the NCAA tournament? 
Four. Nine. I was going to give you guys multiple choice, oh, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're too competitive for that. Right. No, we can't. <laughs> so okay. I can't give you multiple... I guess I could change it up. Uh, what were your answers? Four. Nine. Four and nine. Okay. So your options are... <laughs> <laughs> Four and nine? <laughs> That you're a niner in there? No, a niner. Um, oh, I love Tommy Boy. Sorry, <laughs> that was just such a good reference. Okay, your options are nine, eight, and ten. Mello's probably so right. nine. The answer oh. is eight. I, oh, I was halfway there. Who Villanova in 1985 was the lowest seed to win. It was negative two. That doesn't yeah, count. It was two. Okay, this one, wait for your multiple choice answers because I don't think yeah. either of you are going to shout out the answer right away. Are we ready? Arizona. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Is it Miles Simon? Are you done? Yeah. Yes. Are you going to the mall? Okay, keep spelling. Okay, who holds the record for taking the most programs to the NCAA tournament with five? Okay, so five oh, different programs. Can I guess? I think I know the answer. I think too. I know the answer. Bob Huggins? No. Calipari? No. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> so your Those are good guesses. <laughs> yeah, Those were really? solid guesses. I'm not going to give you multiple choice. I'm just going to tell you guys the answer is actually Tubby Smith. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Okay. okay. Yeah, and he coached against your favorite program for a while. Uh, no, I guess it wasn't a while. It was a little bit. All right. This one should be easier because you sort of answered the question before. Arizona. What seed... What seed, yeah, Arizona, what seed has never won the NCAA tournament out of the seven to one number of seeds? Four. <laughs> Stick with that Seven. Number. It's five. Because ah. yeah, they always get upset. <laughs> All right, this one, this one, wait until I give you your options, please, okay? I think you might know. I'm hoping Melo knows. Arizona. I'm done now. Are you sure? No. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're going to do it again. All right. What player was named player of the year in the state of Minnesota in both football and basketball in 2019? Was it Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, or Luca Garza? Not Luca Garza. I'm going to say Jalen Suggs. I'm going to say Cade Cunningham. Mello is correct. It is Jalen Suggs. He that was a four-star QB prospect. I actually did of, not know that. I knew. Yeah. He, I thought I knew he was from Minnesota, or at least up in that area, but I did not know he was that good at football. I also was trying to help you guys because I gave you the Luca Garza one of like, yeah, no way. He's probably not a football player. Yeah. But Kate Cunningham would have been a, a good answer as well. But yeah, Jalen Suggs. He um, was Player of the Year in Minnesota. And was a four-star QB recruit. So, hey, chose basketball instead. And is the top recruit that Gonzaga has ever landed, by the way. In He's basketball. one of my favorite players in the tournament. I really like him and Cade Cunningham, both of them. Yep, there's a lot of good players to watch, but I'm Jason glad we could. Team. I'm glad we could quiz you guys on like a few things to give you some history. But yeah, the seeding thing is a big, big deal in the NCAA tournament. Well, a 12 always beats five. So. Right, I heard that, but a lot you know. of people don't know that. But Matt's actually onto something. Yeah, I, I I'd have to check the numbers, but I think there's almost always uh, a number twelve. 12 yeah, no, it I seems. I had to change my bracket. Seems seems fair. 
All right, guys, we should get to some of our user questions and see what people want to know this week. Mello, you're in charge, buddy. A lot of questions from people submitting multiple questions. Love that. Yeah, that's the way I said it. Uh, Got a question for both paging two guys. With the Patriots' free agency explosion, how much does this shake up their draft target? So kind of like what we were talking about earlier, but this time Mm -hmm. specifically for the Patriots. Yeah, I think, you know, I said this today uh, on a different program, is that I think that this sets them up really well to try to trade up to get a quarterback. And I think Mm -hmm. Trey Lance is perfect for this team and this situation. So you're at 15 right now. You have, I believe, nine picks in this draft with one being forfeited. So you can... Not so much mortgage the future, but you know we've we've seen teams like Kansas City several years back trade up from the twenties to ten. It cost them a future one and I think a three. So for the Patriots, if they wanted to say, oh, we'll give you a three this year, plus pick fifteen and a one next year, let's try to get to seven. Let's try to go fifteen to seven to get ahead of Carolina, Denver, San Francisco, some of these teams that need a quarterback. The problem is, some Adam Schefter has reported is that four quarterbacks will go in the top six. Like will go. In the top six. Six is an interesting number. Right. So The Eagles having that sixth pick overall. Hmm. I don't... Like, how does it shake up their draft? I, I think that we know now about Belichick that he probably missed on some offensive weapons and some targets at tight end and receiver. Yeah. And he's thrown some money at it that he probably doesn't want to address those needs via the draft. I know a lot of people were talking shit on the Patriots that... They're throwing money at these positions because they missed them in the draft. Like, no, duh. That's what every team is doing, though. The Patriots just have more money to do it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The Kansas City Chiefs are throwing money at the offensive line because they've missed on it in the draft. They haven't been able to fulfill those needs. So I get what the Patriots are doing, and I think that it's very telling. Matt, like you said, I think they're going to use a lot of these picks to trade up because they've addressed so many needs in free agency. Yeah, I'm also just concerned that now during draft night, we're not going to get as much dog content um, oh, that's yeah. really my biggest concern from this is that. We need more Nike. I bet, I bet teams are back in facilities this year. Wasn't it last year they couldn't even go in? Yeah, so, we so had they Belichick. can be this year. They can be. Yeah. So I, I think that would definitely. What was his name? Nike? Nike. Yeah. yeah. That's a good name. Classic. Uh, and a just a tip. Do y'all like your significant others watching slash listening <laughs> to the show? Well, Matt, this one's for you because neither of us have been I didn't want to make that joke, but now we're I don't here. have anything officially going, but uh, so we it got works some things out. on the side. Yeah, actually, that, sorry, Bill, that was my bad. Yeah, um, it works out because she listens to our podcast and I listen to hers, so it has like we get that opportunity to like she has said some things and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, and then I say things all the time where she's like, so when you said, but it's more like lighthearted. I also like that. I I mean, I spend so much time with you guys. And she obviously spends a lot of time with you guys as well. But I talk about things that happen on the show a lot. And so it's just easier, I think, for that like frame of reference to be there. It doesn't feel like an inside joke than when yeah. if she's hanging out with Mello and I and I reference something that happened on the show, she has an idea of what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. um, I have been in relationships in the past where them listening to our podcast was not good for the relationship. It was because, good for me, though. Right. It was very good for it's him. entertaining. Yeah, because they couldn't <laughs> handle the like the banter and like the wittiness and you know like being dismissive of relationships like they couldn't really handle that so i think it's if you're with the right person they know that some of the things we say on here we're saying to make you guys laugh yeah so like you have to understand that it's almost like you're playing a character who is yourself but it sometimes is like a like a hyped up version of you 
Does yeah. That make sense? yeah. No, it totally makes sense. And I think when I have a significant other that is, I mean, on I would April fifth. Yeah, April 6th. I would hope that they would listen to this podcast. Um, I We put a lot of work and effort into that, and I think like a big thing with relationships is being supportive. So I hope that anyone that even wants to potentially date me would be listening to this podcast because you'll learn a lot, and I'll, uh, there will be clues in here uh, to help you out because I guess women are hard to figure out. We're not. Um, I, so I disagree with that. I think men are hard to figure out. Yeah, because well, they don't so. share their feelings. No. I do. I'm a sure. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I share my feelings. I just don't have any to share. <laughs> Did you? I just I'll share them. I, I just share don't my have feelings. Them. <laughs> all right, I share them uh, when I have them. All right. Yeah. Just all sometimes. Right. If, if it happens, I'll share them. Usually. Thank don't you, Melo. We you, appreciate do you want that. To take this one, or Go you want to take this one, Joe Chichino. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie tight ends usually take time to develop even the best ones in the Ooh. league. Why and how is Kyle Pitts different? Joe, simple answer. It's because he's not a tight end. He's yep. an offensive weapon. And rookie tight ends usually take a while to develop because it's hard for them to learn the run and pass game. Think about a tight end. You have to know the assignments of an offensive lineman and the assignments of a wide receiver. It is a lot to take in, especially when you're going from the pre-draft process, the combine, all the interviews, the actual draft night, and then you're thrown into a rookie camp. And you have about three months where you have to learn run game and pass game. That's why we see so many tight end coaches become head coaches because they have to know both both sides of the offense. So I think that's why Kyle Pitts is different is because he is physically so dominant at the catch point and you're going to see him play more like a wide receiver than a tight end early on. That's why I think he can be valuable. And also, sometimes we see guys, slower development happens in the NFL the farther away from the football you are. And so for Kyle Pitts, you're like, okay, well, it's going to take a while. But I do think he's mostly going to play in the slot. So he can just be six foot six and basically uh, Randy Mossing people when they try to cover him up in there. So yeah. I've seen, I've seen people just label him a wide receiver on their like wide receiver, like big board. They just lay, they put him on there just to mm-hmm. say that's a common thing that yeah. people are doing. And I think a lot of tight ends struggle those traditional inline tight ends that we're talking about. Even like a guy like TJ Hawkinson last year, uh, like struggling TJ to got get good going. though. I mean, year two, he was the man. Yeah, year two, he was. But like, even his rookie year, is like, how many balls has this guy caught? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big difference when you're playing in Iowa and the guy across from you is a 240-pound three-star recruit at Wisconsin. And when the guy across from you is a five-star first-round pick out of the NFL draft who weighs 260 pounds and runs a 4-5. There's just the difference of player at that position is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player, you know, the difference at corner, I don't think it's that big. So we've seen some receivers – be able to excel early, but and also to Matt's point too, you're learning a lot. And the passing game is so complicated. The the run blocking game too, it's tough. I think it's one of the toughest positions to come into the NFL and learn and be successful at right away. I mean, it's not running back where it's just like here you have the ball, run away from the other defenders. Mm-hmm. We can see rookie re- running backs excel immediately. We do every year, but tight ends just different. Yeah, I think you're right. SEC, it means more. It does. Absolutely does. Uh, George Romero, do the Patriots keep Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene this year, or do we see one of them on the move? So they were both drafted in the third round last year. I actually see this more as the Patriots saying, oops. Like, we we drafted some guys. We were trying to fill a hole. They weren't that guy. So we signed Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And coincidentally enough, I think that Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are like the absolute best possible versions of these two players they drafted in the third and last year in terms of their usage and their fit 
So I would not be surprised if both of these players are on the move. I can see them keeping Dalton Keene and basically making him a fullback, but a third-round pick for a fullback is pretty rich, so I wouldn't be shocked if they're on the move. How well did they play on special teams? Yeah, right. <laughs> that one's going to stay. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see at least one of them on the move. Just carrying four tight ends might be a little bit much, but I don't know. We'll see. They love to do those two tight end sets. And I think they're going to do a lot more of that. So maybe you do want to keep all four tight ends. I still like those guys. Like we just said, it's tough to come in and be successful at the tight end position if you're a rookie. So maybe we see a little more you know, productivity out of these two in their second year. I don't think they're going to be on the field as much. But also that Patriots offense sucked last year. There was nothing good about it. So maybe we do keep around these two guys that I, I did like coming out of the draft. There's a lot of Patriots questions in here. But the name mm-hmm. on this next one is... Something. Nas Daddy? Nas Daddy. Right? Go for it, Paige. Asking, if you're the Pats with the loaded free agency class, how much are you willing to give up to get into the top 10 or even top 5 to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields? So, again, I don't think you're going to get Justin Fields because you'd have to go to 3 and the Dolphins will not trade with the Patriots. That's not going to happen. Um, So, how much would I give up? I said earlier, a 3 this year and a 1 next year. So, 15... You know, a pick in the 90s and a one next year is a pretty good starting point. And I'd give up one of those tight ends as well. Maybe both. You want two tight ends? We'll give you two. Uh, I think that's where the conversation starts. But the key is, like, how high can you actually get? Philly at six needs pass catcher. So are they going to trade out of Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts? Probably not. Seven, Detroit is probably the, the sweet spot because the Panthers at eight, if they stay, they could draft a quarterback. The Broncos at nine, they could draft a quarterback. Uh, at 10, Cowboys aren't 11, the Giants aren't 12, the Niners better fucking if there's somebody on the board. So I think that's the key is like, you got to get to seven right now. Seven's the number, not six, seven. Seven a reference that only you and I will get. But Sorry, I, I wasn't meaning to laugh at you, Matt. I was just right. thinking about my tight end joke from the other day when I was like, Bill Belichick's yeah, signing all sure. those tight ends and him saying, we get it. You're a butt guy, Bill. All right, we get it. He likes tight ends. But anyway... Another question from Nas Daddy, unless Mel has more to add to, to Matt's rant. No, I think you're right. Just doing what you have to. I don't know that there are a lot of needs left that need addressed via the draft with the Patriots this year. I think they make a big run. It Maybe even a, a team like the Eagles. Throw in a Nikhil Harry. Throw in one of these tight ends. Throw in a first-round pick next year and try to move up. I, I think if you're Philadelphia, why not take a risk on you know some guys that haven't been very successful? Maybe just a, a change of scenery will be huge yeah. for them. And that... Like I said, the New England offense wasn't very good at all last year at every position. So maybe you can get one of these young guys to come in and have a much better career in Philadelphia with a new quarterback. And you get some draft picks. And you probably still, like, honestly, I think you can get a top receiver. Maybe not number one receiver, but maybe the fourth receiver, which might be Jalen Waddle at number 15. What? Waddle at 15? Oh, yeah, that's not crazy. Yeah, He's a fourth receiver. You're saying Kyle Pitts. Okay. Kyle Pitts. See? Wide receiver. All right, guys, if the Jets land Juju, do you think that means they want to keep Darnold? Which I No. Yeah, I was just going to no. say, I think we've talked about this on the show before about, like, because they went to the same school, do you do the school connection and they know each other and are familiar? Yeah, I don't think that it means anything, honestly. It, it does not because it's like the same thing. I get Dolphins fans like, no, we'll take Devontae Smith, not Jamar Chase. It doesn't matter. Your team, your general manager, well, remember doesn't Devontae give a does, fuck. Yeah. Remember Devontae yeah. said he didn't yep. want to play with two. I'm just kidding. No, they're going to draft the best player. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. So I know it was like we loved, like, let's get Juju and Darnold. Were they were they together at USC? Mm-hmm. 
for like yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they're, you know, brothers. Well, Let's put the Juju made together. comments about They like, are brothers. How dare with... you? <laughs> but speaking of that, J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals, not the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like if an NFL free agent didn't even sign to play with his two brothers. Biological brothers. Right? We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers and his brothers. We're talking about the Watt brothers. <laughs> if he didn't sign to play with them, then like Juju and Darnold playing for a year together at USC doesn't matter. I, well, the, sorry, Rodgers family. That was an unnecessary Go ahead, shot. Will. We've cut you up like... Cut you off like six times. You know, I'll just sit over here. Have <laughs> your conversation. One guy and a girl, ask, and another I, guy in the corner. Yeah, that, that sounds like. I just a, don't know what we're gonna do with Sam Darnold now. Like, who's going to trade for Sam Darnold? Washington has their football team, or they do, and they also have their new quarterback. That's why I just sit in the corner and don't talk. Chicago now has their quarterback. It might have to be your San Francisco 49ers that make a deal for him. I want Because other than that, like, I just, there are not very many landing spots for him. I hate you for doing that. Um, I know Matt is fine with that idea, but I was also just going to ask if, you know, you guys played on different football teams and had the opportunity to, like, sign with the other, would you or would you go for the ring? I'd go for the ring. I'd go for the money. Fuck the ring. <laughs> Trent Williams over here. Buy one. <laughs> hey, he could get one. I would last ditch. I would veteran this thing. I am signing one more deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm chasing that ring at the end of it. Until then, I will Zach Grinky it, and I'm signing for the biggest dollar amount. Right. I do want to update. Ian Rappaport has a tweet that says, The Chiefs have signed offensive tackle Mike Remmers, Mello, to a one-year deal worth three and a half guaranteed. Yay. Source said. He added this on, which... Listen, this is, I'm not saying this is an ESPN guy. I'm saying this is a person. It drives me crazy when people do this. They report the news and they add their little, little comment. He <laughs> says, their starter. At what? At their starter. S- swing guard, if that's a starting position. He should not be starting at all. I, I'm, I'm happy that he's going to be back in Kansas City. Like, that's cool. He's a great depth piece. He should not be starting. He is not. I don't think that he can. Now I have Chiefs fans in my mention saying he's actually good. Like I, I every cannot fucking game. wait. I cannot wait for Matt to tweet something that has his opinion in it at the end or report something. And I'm I don't do to, it. No, we'll oh, you will. <laughs> oh, you will. You will slip up and it will happen in the next couple of weeks. I don't break with the news. draft getting closer. You will absolutely do it. And I cannot wait to troll you. I don't break news, though. Like I have. Remember that time you said you weren't getting married, too? (laughs) I was going to say, remember when we all hated fleets? Now everybody does it. I'm trying to get people to sign up for my website. I know. That wasn't a personal Or listen to this podcast. Oh, that too. You should do that. This was a good show. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy Enjoy your Boulevard beers. The Sweet 100, it hits. They're reshipping. It hits. What are you... 22. It slaps. I'm sorry, I didn't get to wear a tank on the pod today, okay? I didn't know it was casual Friday. Wait, do that again. Wait, do that again. Look at those no. guns. Dude, I'm serious. Look at the guns. Paige's got some definition. Yeah. I thought I, I was do. the one working out. It's a fucking Peloton. Right? Um, I do um arms and intervals, you guys, on the Peloton, so. What does that look like? Uh, you know what? It's okay. Well, it's for another time. We'll show we'll show later. I did see a picture of Matt on social media doing CrossFit, and I'm upset he didn't put it on his own Instagram. No, um, no fucking way. <laughs> no. So maybe I'll share it on the two guys a girl one. Maybe I will. I'll ask Kristen for some pictures. But yeah, that is our show, guys. Don't forget to follow us um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, subscribe. Facebook. 
Facebook, leave oh, whoa. Oh, leave us leave us a review. Um, tell so us how sorry, much you love me. Guns got in the way. Sorry. Yeah, that's it, guys. Gosh darn it. And we tried to end it nicely, and you just can't have nice things here. See you Monday. <laughs>